This will actually be very useful for um, Alistair from Nottingham, won't it? Because he's going to interviews. Is he? Yeah. So he can listen back, and when we ask questions, he Mm. can pause, and he can think what his answer would be, and write it down, and see if um, that's the answer that you know one of the right answers yeah i don't know how he do well i could put this at the beginning so he knows that that's the instruction it's a good plan isn't it yeah our our interview technique special Mm. yeah we added dave from birmingham to a giant flaming bin but he escaped before he died and started listening. We plugged our microphones into the internet and said loads of really dumb shit we regret. Our name is Two Star Podcast and we're woke. We want you to enjoy this, but you won't. with card this is a thrilling way to start the podcast yep um so uh graham is is not with us um he has made his excuses and not attended uh but i thought that you know we should at least attempt to do this not that you know we're like with two episodes behind, one of which I was is my fault. Um, I'm supposed to be editing one. Which which one is it? Uh, one seven seven is yours. I'm supposed to be doing one seven six, uh, which I have not got round to yet because I'm a lazy bastard. Chris is supposed to be doing one six nine, which he has not done because he's a lazy bastard. Uh, one six six is the weird audio that we haven't ever put out because it's so bad. But I might try and turn into some sort of avant-garde performance piece. Awesome. Um, if it's, I can be bothered, um, it's exciting being back together, isn't it? It's like a it reunion is. tour. It's, yeah. it's a lot like a reunion tour that would be more kind of impactful if I hadn't seen both of you over Christmas. Yeah, I suppose. But that was that was all part of you you getting us to agree to a reunion. That but is sadly, true. Sadly, sadly, Graham wouldn't wouldn't join in. This no. is exactly like Take That when Robbie wouldn't. Yeah, take it's Graham or Robbie. Well, I think so. I thought I was the Robbie Williams of the group. Yeah, well, we established that I'm the Gary Barlow because of all the tax evasion. Yes. I I, I think I'm quite confident in saying that I'm not the Robbie. Um, No, uh, you're the one that's not Jason Orange, the other one. Did one of them get done for sex stuff? I don't think so. (laughs) Not unless you know something I don't. Um, uh, Why is Chris the orange one? No, the orange one? Someone orange. No, well, it's Jason Orange, I, but I don't know the uh, the name of the other I've one from be, Take That. I've got to be Mark Owen if I'm not That's Robbie That's the other one that I couldn't think of. Because uh, I knew his name, I think I get to be... Yeah, okay, you, yeah, you can I'll be him. So, so I'm yeah. Jason Orange. Apparently. You're the, uh, you're the amalgamation of the other two. Whatever that yeah, is. Who is, yeah, who is the other one? Were there five? Who's the other yeah. one? Uh, were there two Jasons? I don't think so. Are you sure? You're thinking of Donovan. Jason Howard. Jason That's not a real name. Orange. I think there were two Jasons. Well, there weren't two Jasons. That would be stupid. You wouldn't have two Jasons Double in a boy Jason. band. I mean, that would be insane. I feel in the terms of the two-star podcast universe, I would be a quite effective two Jasons. I mean, if you want to be both Jasons, you can yeah, be. Assuming there were two, I don't know. And I refuse I to look two. this up. 
Imaginary yeah, Jasons is also a great band name, so um We definitely shouldn't look it up, but I think there were two Jasons. Well, I mean it's possible. I just feel like it's unlikely. They wouldn't they wouldn't have hired two Jasons. They'd have got someone else. They might have changed his name or something. Yeah. Uh maybe they did. Maybe it was worse than Jason. <laughs> so they said you have to change your name and all they could come up with was It was Jason. one of the ones that they'd already got. <laughs> yeah. Could have had um, two Robbies. Oh, God. No, it was worse than Jason. It's Howard Donald. That, oh. That's... that's Oh, that's the curse of having two first names. Yeah. Well, they've got lots of that. They've got Marco in. And then Bobby he changed Williams, it to Jason Howard. Howard Donald. And apparently Jason has also split. You're thinking of Michael Howard. I really hope I'm not. Um, I don't like to. Um, but yeah, apparently... Gary, Howard and Mark are still a band but Robbie obviously isn't and also Jason isn't So you were wrong that any of them had done a sex thing? Not that Wikipedia says but I haven't looked through have it I mean, okay, done They've probably things. done a sex thing <laughs> but I mean a sex thing that would mark them out as unusual from the rest of the population and possibly on some kind of list Yeah Here's a fun question for you mm-hmm. Um... If you were going to build a boy band around Michael Howard, he'd be the main <laughs> one. <laughs> okay, so, so, so he's, he's, main the, he's the lead singer. This is so gold. Okay, so so he's the lead singer, and like in all the posters, he's like the one that's front and centre. Are we doing okay. this as like nineties? No, or are we doing this as finished. This is gold. Um, and... Yeah, so he's he's the main one. He's front and centre. Yeah. Um, so. How would you then, you know, you, you're an A&R man, yeah. you've done too much coke, you've woken up and you have signed Michael <laughs> Howard to your label and you have to then build, build a, a, boy band. a brand around him. Okay, but like, like I said, is that, him, is that what, what would you do? Are we are we talking? Are we are we doing? Is this is this current Michael Howard, or are we talking like nineties era boy band Michael Howard? It's current Michael Howard. Oh, right okay, now, that, that makes you, life you trickier. signed him up to like a, a watertight three album deal, including right. pledges to. He's um, he's retired now, right? He's not. He's well, from from politics, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. But, that, but that's, he's got um, into music. So do we do like do we do have maybe pad out the band with other retired politicians? Well, so basically, when you talk coke and you talk conservative politicians, you're talking Michael Gove. Um, So Gove's the baby-faced one. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, if if you're going for if you're going for if you're going for alleged. um, No, it's not alleged. He's admitted it. Yeah, 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 but I'm going for alleged cokeheads. Okay. Um, How about um, then George Osborne would definitely be up for this because Ooh, yeah. he needs he's another job. Not admitted. Um, so he needs another job, doesn't he? Well, he's he's only got about standard. eighteen. Well, no, no, George um, Osborne is, is a perfect candidate because he's editor of the Evening Standard, so all the front pages can just be about be him. the band. Yeah, yeah um, that's a good way of lowering your cost. How yeah. about uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Alan Johnson. Um, the Labour guy. Yes. No, no not excellent. not the Labour guy. No, he's a Labour guy. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he'd be good. I think I think he'd he'd be suitable. I, I mean, he's, he's the most controversial name I can think for this. Um, and you do need some controversy to get have a band get traction because let's face it, all the other ones are boring. Um, you need David Boy in there. 
pickfucker himself. Oh no, no, I think he'd he's he'd be he'd take too much tension away from Michael Howard. Like you can't have you can't have the like the lead person and then like a pretty boy, you know, backing that is no. No, I think you've got to have you've got to have some like lower lower tier okay. uh, members. I wonder if you need to make this bit more of a theme, a bit more coherent in how you've gathered these people together. And I'm wondering about uh, actually if you do have Cameron and mm. you have just um, all of the surviving ex leaders of the Conservative Party. Uh, well, they, yeah, but I mean that's and you awful. Because then you've got you could call them ex cons and and dress them up. Um, so then like, you've got um, what May like May Cameron IDS Hague Howard. God. Yeah. So how do you fit Theresa May in there? Or trees? Well, or she'd either have female. to be the lead singer. You'd either have to do like a garbage and have like a female yeah. vocalist, and then you but, know, but male band. Just, we we just, signed the stupid coke contract, so yeah. we can't. Um, no, I don't think you should. I don't think you should have to limit limit her to being the the lead singer. I think she I mean, could she do would, drums. Yeah, she, bassist. No, 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 I thought she she could be the bass. Well, plays the triangle. No, 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 just dances. I think she dances probably, all the time. Dan, I think she's probably the most talented in every respect, but but probably and, musically and of this this group of people. But, that, but that's why we can't have her overshadowing Howard, or there'll be ructions. Put her on put her on keyboards. No, I think she's just got to be the, the professional dancer, just basically doing a bez and just... Dan, you, you know. are such a sexist, and I am appalled by this. Come on, this is a joke about her shitty dancing that she did with um, the African children. Um, like, if, if David... like I'm quite happy to go to David Cameron's pig-fucking. I'm being kind they can to all, Theresa here. They can all do some dancing, but, but she... I feel my she, genius is being unappreciated here. I she should be the main, the main musical thrust of it. But didn't you, but but my point is that you said that we've signed this stupid coat contract with Michael Howard. So if we sort of sideline him, won't he be annoyed? No, no, he's the he's the lead singer. Okay. Obviously, he's front and centre. But Theresa May, lead guitarist. Like, she's she's like clearly the the talent in the band. So she's. Ooh, um, okay, so we're going for some drama. Um, yes. She's like, um, does most of the. In- <laughs> okay. <laughs> She does all of she, the, and you can't see the air quotes, but imagine the air quotes, backing vocals. Um, <laughs> she, I think she should do all of the instruments, like a, a crazy one-man band. <laughs> I would pay to um, see that. And, um, then, and then the, the, the other four of them uh, are all just front of the stage doing really bad singing on top of it. While, while striking the, uh, the conservative power pose. Oh God, yes! The uh, the I've I've either just shit myself or got off a horse after twelve hours straight, okay. or both. Now, what about band names? Because I've thought of <sighs> a wonderful one. Well, I like Adams the ex cons. That wasn't mine. That was Chris's. Oh, that, that was, was mine. Right. Oh yeah, that was good, wasn't it? The ex cons. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, you know, I've thought of another one. Okay. Uh, Howard's Way. Ooh, well, I mean, there might be some That's legal quite a niche, wranglings niche there as well. Nineteen yeah. eighties and yeah. TV show. That could be just a song. Oh, yeah. it could be a cover of My Way, um, but with the lyrics I changed. I did it. Howard's, Howard's Way. way. <laughs> it doesn't really scan, does it? When's that ever mattered? You could just call the band Brexit. No. No. No one, no one wants no. to talk about Brexit anymore. That's the point, I'm though. Like you, you, that's how you distract... It's, it's how you do the... like. It's like um, with the, 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 the people 
coming up with a theory that every time like that Johnson said something random, it was just to try and like confuse the search results so that mm. people didn't get what they were looking no, for okay, when they searched yeah, yeah, for yeah, no, true, So you true. do the same thing. Like suddenly all your search results for Brexit, all the discussion about Brexit no, they're talking about the band. Yeah. Like, it's about their new album we call trade agreement. You know, uh, you just completely confuse the whole thing and you've got all these, you know, all the kids on TikTok talking yeah, about yeah. it and it just it just screws up all the algorithms, all of the, the trending topics and all anyone's talking about is the band. Mm. Yeah, no, fair. No, I like it. Brexit. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I liked that. I enjoyed that very much. Mm. I'm going to yeah. go to sleep thinking about this this new supergroup. Are we gonna Are we gonna come round to your house and you're gonna have posters of them on the wall in your bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, William Hague. He's my favourite. He's the he's the heartthrob, isn't he? I think I think he's the one that would that would like split off and go and do his own thing because he he just like he clearly isn't part of the. He the rest is of the them. he's mm. the Mark Owen of the yeah. group. He's kind of like the littlest, shyest one, sort of. Um, doesn't yeah, doesn't quite fit. He obviously doesn't have the the little hair to flick back all the time. Well, yeah. no. No. I mean, there's not a lot of hair going on in that whole band. No, it's pretty limited, really. Mm. Apart from May. And mm. even she's not got, like, you know, massive afro or anything. Well, not yet, but, I mean, she could... I suppose you could, could, yeah, it's part one. of the... I mean, even by that's those standards, it would be probably quite racist. Um. Oh, I just meant, like, her growing... Growing her hair out. Oh, okay. Growing her out, fine. If it's a massive afro, it. then. Well, she get a perm, couldn't she? She could. That's like it's the, not very contemporary. That's like the the nothing the about the white, white person's afro, woman's afro. Yeah. Perm. God. But yeah, it's it's not very contemporary, is it? No, but I I don't think you could call this band contemporary. Uh, temporary, what, what, certainly. What what style of music do you think you would? Oh, God. Uh, well, I mean, based on the sort of lack of coordination and planning, it's got to be jazz, surely. Yeah, 80s synth pop. Because none of them are going to be none of them going to be playing with each other. They're all going to be trying to undermine each other <laughs> and outdo yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. So it's just going to be jazz. It's just going to be this cacophony of noise that occasionally produces accidental moments that sound quite good. Okay, but there should definitely be a rap in the middle. Oh, like definitely. The 90s. Yeah, it absolutely. Definitely be William Hague with his baseball cap worn backwards. Yeah. Yes. No, yeah. I, I, I'm all fully on board with that. Yeah, I think I think all of us can and are visualising it and might not sleep tonight. Okay. Mm. Right. I'm. I'm. I apologise in advance, but I'm going to be eating my way through a box of fancy chocolates that I got for Christmas while we're doing this recording. So. Oh. Okay. Well. Well. I. That was my question. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it very much. Mm. Does anyone Good else one. have a, 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 you know, a, something we can brainstorm? Save the world? Um, I'm not sure it's going to save the world. So, um, World War Three, Iran. Um, I presume we're all in favour and contemplating signing on to uh, kill the tailheads? Uh, I can't. I'm, I'm not eligible. Why are you not eligible? I'm a coward. Oh. I thought that didn't matter. They just like shoot you themselves. So I um 
I've got a lovely new policy on how I deal with things like this. And I've discussed, not happening. I've discussed it with Adam, and he approved yeah. very much. He might mm. have cascaded the training. but I haven't. Um, I, I, I didn't mention it okay. to Dan, did I? Well, after the election, mm-hmm. I I thought I it would be awful, but given that it was the thing I was dreading and the thing that I was lost so much of my time worrying about, once mm. it happened, I just thought, oh, well, that's that's it. Completely fucked. Um, I'm just going to buy some nice beer and drink it. And yeah. so my policy is just to think, well, it's happened now. It's going to be awful. There's nothing I can do about it. Um, so I'm just going to buy nice beer and drink it. I mean, it's it's a it's an important strategy yeah. just in general. Coping strategy in life is is if there is if there are things that you have no control over, then nothing you can do about it. No point in getting upset. No point in getting stressed. There's nothing you can do about it. I mean, if there control. is some kind of mass uprising, then I'm totally going to join in. Oh sure. I mean, hmm. you know, I'm I'm totally up for some for some looting. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Um, I haven't had the chance to loot. Smashing the yet. state, that kind of thing. Um, possibly like some kind of underground resistance movement. Yeah, yeah, but until somebody else, I'm not. I'm not willing to. I'm not willing to do the the ground floor. Oh God, no, no, like that's that. a lot of effort. But I, I will definitely join in if mm. somebody else goes to the effort of organising it. But whilst I wait for them to do that, I'm just going to drink nice beer. Fair enough. I um I have done something similar. I've purged my Twitter account of anyone who tweets about politics, um, oh. and so it's now mostly cat pictures. That explains why you stopped following me. <laughs> Did I stop following you? I honestly don't know. Probably no, not. I don't think so. No, because I was mocking you about your Steam thing. That's true. Yes, you were. Yes. I have stopped looking. You were mocking at me that. for being nice to people. Yeah, that's very much on brand. I was doing my best to be kind to people at this time of year, and they basically just told me to fuck off. Yes. <laughs> Who are you being nice to? Um, my various friends on Steam. I, I basically every, every year when the Steam Christmas sale is on, I go through my friends' wish lists, and if there's any like cheap games on there that they want, I buy them a cheap game. Um, and after I'd done about four of these in the space of 20 minutes, Steam went, ooh, it looks like you're making a lot of suspicious purchases. You're going to have to stop for a while. Oh, okay. Um, And it was like, well, I mean, okay, but I understand that you want to prevent fraud, and if, like, for example, out of nowhere, I'd suddenly started buying lots of expensive random games for people who had only been on my friends list for 30 seconds, then maybe you would say, okay, that's suspicious behaviour. But when I'm buying a bunch of sub-five-pound games for people who've been on my friends lists for, like, ten years, and it's Christmas, Hmm. maybe I'm just buying them gifts and your anti-fraud system is a little overzealous? Yeah. So, I was very upset. Yeah. Oh, well. I, I got it all working in the end. It just took me much longer than it should have done to buy people gifts. Mm. Okay. Which, let's face it, is basically the Christmas experience. Mm. Yeah. Maybe, so, I suppose. Did everyone have a nice Christmas? Yes, thank you. It was alright, yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, it had. It ended... Which I was pleased about. Fair enough. Um, and then I went to work. And oh, now Adam, you'll be pleased about this. I'm doing dry January again in your honour. 
And, you see, uh, my my problem with Dry January now is that it it just doesn't sound that good. Everyone else has has one upped it with much like slicker sounding events to do in January. Veganuary. I mean, it it's awful. It sounds horrendous. It sounds like some kind of like serious medical condition. Mm. But at the same time, it's better than just dry January. Um. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm doing it for you. That's very kind of you. Mm. Yeah. And I'll um, I'll tell you what, Dan. I'll do uh, I'll do Veganuary for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's okay. fair. One yeah. one each. I mean, I'm doing damp January. I, I mean, drink I'm not much. sure I want to know, frankly. Mm. I mean, I don't know how long my my uh, my dry January will last. Really, we'll see. I haven't had any rum pots this time. Yeah, that was cheating quite a lot. I approve. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as my as my, you're my patron, sort of, Adam. You you inspire me. You're my well, muse. You're my muse in all of this. I like to, you know, help out where I can, mm. inspire people to greatness. Because yeah. fuck knows, I'm not going to achieve it myself. <laughs> Is greatness not drinking for a bit? I mean, it's pretty great. It doesn't feel. That great. No, like but right a lot of these, a, really a lot of these nice things don't beer. at the time, isn't it? It's it's when you look back at it in retrospect and you go, mm. "Wow, that was great. Yeah. I, I did great things." I'm hoping it's going to kick off a, a year of amazing personal growth. I tell you what, it would be a proper pisser if you got to like the end of January and you're like, "Oh, finally, I can drink again." End of the world. Everyone's dead. That's it. You went out sober. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't be great, would it? No. But I'd probably I'd 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 look a bit better for it, wouldn't I? <laughs> I mean, you would, but again, everyone would be dead. Do, do you know another thing that that made has made me look look good, improved my physique, What's is that? um having a horrible kind of uh, virusy thing, which meant I couldn't eat very much for a bit and had night sweats and uh, I lost. Four pounds between Wednesday and Saturday. I don't think that's healthy. No, it's not healthy. I was very poorly. Mm. Um, on the Thursday night, I went through three pairs of pajamas because I uh, just woke up in a in a clammy sweat. How did how did Gemma feel about this? Well, she had gone to a different bed. I'm not surprised. Which was was sensible. Mm. Um, have you have you risked lifting the the bed sheet to see what's left on the mattress. Uh, well, I've had to um... burn the mattress. <laughs> now, on, on that morning I thought I would just um, move the bits of bedding around to air them and they were so wet that I just thought, no, I have to strip the bed, that's it. Um, and then I had to take my duvet and the pillows to the laundrette. Uh, nice. Which was a horrible adventure. I don't think I've ever been to a laundrette. Really? Oh. Not yeah. not to wash anything, no. Okay, why else would you, you have gone to a laundrette? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That makes me very like sad. Just like on a safari sort of thing. Money, but, um... I mean, the closest I've been is that laundrette that's uh, part of the petrol station just down the road from the O2. Okay. I don't know what that is. Uh, is that well, a cover for... Dan, uh, should, Dan should know because he was there. Mm. Um, but... 
It, the, like just basically in Birmingham, just down the road from the O2 Academy, there's a petrol station, and it has a outdoor laundrette attached to it. There's just like three washing machines, and you can go and put clothes in and wash them, and it's just outside in the forecourt. Right. Yeah. Hmm. That's a bit weird, isn't it? It yes. is quite weird. Yeah. I mean, you know, it would be, I guess, I don't know whether it would be weirder if it was like a services, motorway services or something, but this is just like on a road coming out of Birmingham city centre. Mm. I mean, having parking is a good thing in a laundrette. Yeah, I, I mean, that that bit, useful, but just the, like just it's, being outside on the petrol station forecourt is It's odd. something that people don't, well... It's something that. Um, I mean, you don't tend to do it on a whim, people do don't, you? Don't, yeah, but it's something that lots of people don't do very often. No, that's so true. So if if it's a visible thing, they'll just think, "Oh, I know where one is. It's on the corner." Mm. Yeah, that's um, true. So I suppose that. I, mean, I only know of one other laundrette. I'm mean, sure there are others, but I only know of the location of one other laundrette near here. So. Mm. I mean, it's mostly like it's it's people that don't have washing machines. Yeah. at home and like people that need duvets washing that don't fit in a standard machine well yes yeah that is a problem if you have a small the, washing machine the, the or bedwetters. a large duvet or <laughs> bedwetters of the world yeah. yeah I think that's why most most people with that problem just tend to go with the single duvet because yeah. it's easier to, to do at home you haven't got to a, take a, a, a wee soaked duvet into the uh, laundrette no I'll, that, I'll that answer any difficult like. questions I don't think it's a particularly difficult question. Like, you know, everyone knows what's happened. There's no other reason for pissing on a duvet. I think I think taking the pillows in probably was a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that, I think that probably caused people to think, oh, oh, we're not sure about the background here. I mean, they might have thought you had a truly titanic penis that was capable of pissing on your pillows at the same time as the rest of the duvet. I don't think the size really matters. It's It's the, you know... The motion of the ocean. <laughs> well, it, it's just—it's the trajectory more than the just the sort yeah. of the sheer volume. I suppose the the yeah the pressure behind it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, I but guess yeah. it makes it easier to manoeuvre, but that's only if you're intentionally trying to get the pillows, mm. which would be a weird thing to do. Yeah, it, it would, um, but I mean, it's probably a thing. I do remember, like on a, a slightly related note, reading a horrible thing that somebody did to, uh, well, I, I stretch to call them a friend, but somebody that they, I mean, it was a friend, it was just one of those, Dan knows the sort of people that go on like rugby tours and stuff. Um, I mean, but, that is literally me, yes. Yeah, um, who basically, they, they before they went out drinking, they, um, they, they dusted one of their friend's sheets with icing sugar. Right. And Why? they they came home very, very drunk, went to sleep in just their pants, uh-huh. uh, had the beer sweats, yeah. the icing <laughs> sugar all got wet, and then re-solidified, dry, trapping yes. all of their body hair <laughs> <laughs> and welding it to the sheets <laughs> that they only discovered when they woke up in the morning and attempted to move. <laughs> that's very funny. Yeah. I mean that's so funny. I'm 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 wondering how I can how I can do this and who too. 
I mean, if, you're all coming to stay at my house, so... Um, yeah. Yeah, I suspect the only way you to go. free yourself would be to have someone literally cut you out of the sheets. <laughs> or possibly throw a bucket of water over you. With the sheet. Yeah. Because the whole thing just sounds excruciatingly painful. Yeah. Yeah, for the person that it happens to. <laughs> yeah, for uh, everyone else it's hilarious, yeah. but... Yeah. Mm. I mean, that is the point of basically rugby tour. Yeah. So mm. I just thought I'd share that. So. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Well, it's been so long since we've done a podcast. I'm trying to think what's changed in that uh, time. Well, I mean, that time would be, what, end of November? I want to say. Fifth of no, no uh, yeah, 5th of November was our last recording. Was it? Was um, I but in our there? last published episode was like end of September. Yeah. Because mm. 176 hasn't gone out because I'm lazy. 177 hasn't gone out because Dan's lazy. Mm. So. Because I. No, I hadn't started my job, had I, when we first uh, we spoke? No. Maybe. No, I think you had. I had, Maybe. just. No, you. I think you had, yeah. Because yeah. you were Either complaining you had about it. you sort of signed the contract and were going in for your, like, probation or something. Well, I am still in that job. Excellent. Wow. Um, which is still fine. Is this the locoming one? It is the locoming yeah. one. It is um, more pleasant than my previous job. I think you say the not having a job. No, no, not having a job would be better. Yeah, um, they don't pay you for that. They don't pay you for that. That's that's, that's the, the shit one... bit about not having a job, yeah, isn't it? That's the one downside is they don't pay you. Um, yeah, so that's fine. In fact, they are going to get me to be on an interview panel next week to interview mm-hmm. other people. Why so would they do that? A, a they, tip, Chris, don't start shouting, save yourself, save yourself, <laughs> run while you still can. People will disapprove of that. There's a weird quirk in the kind of work that I do that um, you can't be interviewed by just one or two people. Mm. You have to be interviewed by three people and they all have to ask... Um, some questions, and right. each question must it's have at least three parts to it, so that by the time you've answered the first and second part, you're not really sure what the third part of the question was. Why? Yeah. I don't know. It just it just seems standard industry practice that there mu- you must be interviewed by three people. Mm. I suppose well, it gives I'm... other. T- it means that there's more witnesses. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's an odd choice of phrase. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the, the, the panels, Harvey but... Weinstein would never have happened if if you had no. To... This is true. Or, or or it would have been much much worse. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that that was that was crass. That's the kind of thing that Graham would joke about. I'd like to apologise. Yeah. Um. um. I wonder if it's like a superstitious thing. What, interviewers always come in threes? Yeah, like, you know, we must have three people present because Mm. that one time we only had two people present, all those people died. Yeah. We hired that guy that turned out to be a murderer. Mm. Or or we we didn't hire that person and then they sued us. Yeah, or we didn't hire that person, they went on to be a Nobel Prize winner. They totally should have got them while we could. I mean, there could be any number. It's like pigeons, right? Pigeons are superstitious. Yeah, I mean, I mean, asking other people questions seemed like more fun than my regular job. Oh, and definitely. Yeah, it's, it's 
interviewing people's great fun because you can just be a total bastard. Yeah, I'm trying to think, work out what my interview persona should be. Mm. I might get my hair cut, especially. Ooh. What, like um, a proper buzz cut so you can basically just threaten them? Maybe. Yeah, that sounds fun. Um, or I might just not cut my hair. At all. Just let I might it grow go... <laughs> ragged and unwashed. I could go in really, really smart, but with really untidy hair. Like, um... Sort of mad professor style. Or like Keanu Reeves when he goes to the an awards ceremony. Hmm. What does Keanu Reeves do when he goes to an awards ceremony? Well, he just has his untidy hair, but he puts oh, a suit on. Yeah, yes, he looks very true. smart, but also, like, he's still in Bill and Ted. Yes. Yeah. Well, like like a, mid, a mid-2000s a um, mid indie band. I mean, technically, yeah. he is still in Bill and Ted. Yes. So they are filming the third one. Which is amazing, I hope. Mm. What, what question... I mean, they told me I couldn't, couldn't choose my own questions, which I thought was a bit mean. That is a bit mean. Yeah. But what's the point of having the interview if you can't ask your own questions? What what kind of what 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 question do you think would would be best to to ask someone in a job interview? Are you a sex case? <laughs> no, no, I I well, depends. Well, so what, it will be more subtle, nice. No, depends what um, what job you've advertised for there, mm, Daniel, I suppose. Yeah. I mean the thing is you, you don't you obviously want to stay away from all the, the like cliche ones like, you know, what's your greatest weakness and mm. You know, um, like some of the really shitty gimmicky ones where they expect you to, like, try and show how you'd work out some absurd scenario. Mm. Um, and it's just all those questions. Anyone asking me any of those questions was like, right, fuck off, not interested. Right, like, so you, if, you... if you had to climb naked to the top of Nelson's column, what would you put on the mixtape to put in your car on the way over? Yeah, it's just like just fuck off. Just if you can't yeah. ask me, if you can't ask me sensible questions about the job I'm going to be sorry, doing. Sorry, Dan, what was that question? I didn't catch all of that. If you had to climb naked to the top of Nelson's column, what would you put on the mixtape for the drive to Nelson's column? Oh, um, I would download podcasts on. Um, uh, okay, so you get your points already for thinking out the box. I um, download podcasts on how to how to do climbing like okay you're um, losing points though for being too earnest there um, oh okay i i i would have, i would find podcasts that are aimed at um intermediate climbers who want to become expert climbers okay um, no that, that's that's, so that's that I cunning could um climb it in style yeah okay good answer yeah yeah i think the thing I most want to know about people is what's their favourite zoo animal. Okay. And why? Oh, oh, no, another good, a genuine, no, not genuinely good one. Uh, one that I would like to ask people is, um, how would you react to someone stealing your lunch from the work fridge? Ooh, that's a because good ultimately, one. what you really want to know, and what really matters to everyone, is when this person join, if this person joins my team, will they be an absolute asshole, or will they be a human being that can cooperate with other human beings? Well, I mean, no, I the biggest be... question is, are you going to steal stuff out of the fridge? Oh, yeah, that also that. But, uh... I mean, I would, I would be... I'd be confused... Well, I'd be annoyed if someone stole my lunch. Mm. I'd also I'd be them. impressed, because I leave it locked in my car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd, and I'd also be confused, because my lunch is normally very disappointing vegan. and boring. Um well, it's an interview question. I'm not, I'm not thinking about your specific lunch from today. Well, how, my, my, my main reaction would be just, just being bewildered. Like, well, 
Why did you want that? Yeah, but like, because you're the one doing the interviewing, not the one being interviewed here. So you mm. want to know what your prospective victim. Um, my my go to. No, no, no. But we we should we should ask we should answer these questions because this this will this will help prospective listeners decide okay. if they want to continue. So what how, what would you do, Dan, if someone stole I your lunch? I would put a lot of hot sauce on my next lunch. Yeah, I Not I would like... have a similar idea about kind of yeah. kind of getting getting revenge if there was a repeat not, offender. Not, not necessarily revenge. I don't, I don't want it to be like, you know, shit your pants for a week hot sauce because I've got to eat to see if no one steals it tomorrow. Um, but more like if someone steals it and they're suddenly going, oh, ha, 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 I'll, I'll know at, who it is. At university, I shared a kitchen with someone who was a persistent thief of my ketchup. And like a like a repeat offender, and I'd mm. I'd ex- I um, challenged them on several occasions, just like buy your own ketchup, mm. and they had a peanut allergy, and I was very close Ooh. to thinking I could just put a little bit of peanut oil in my ketchup, <laughs> but then is that too extreme? I mean, if it would have probably hospitalised or even killed them, then yeah, that's probably too extreme. That's just slightly too extreme, mm. isn't it? Only slightly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I should have. I think you're in the right ballpark, but that's you know that it would have helped if they'd had like a gluten intolerance or something where you could just make them shit themselves. For yes. Time. I mean, I didn't. Um, I didn't ever do the the peanut. No, no, no. no. Um, and, but, and you were right not to. But I, it, it made me feel better daydreaming about it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, you see, Adam? That's an informative How would you... answer. That you you would take action if necessary, but you do have limits. How? Yeah. How How would you answer that question, Adam? As in, how would I respond? Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, depend what it, if it, if it was specifically lunch. Well, they wouldn't steal my lunch because I don't bring in lunch, and if I did, I wouldn't put it in a okay, well, fridge where some to... fucker's going to steal it. But right. Let's say that. Um... My faith your, in humanity your lovely, is so little. Well, your lovely, lovely live-in girlfriend Hazel had made you a um, lovely cupcake. Or a sandwich. A very nice a lovely, sandwich. No, no, no. Something Adam would want. A lovely cupcake. Everyone wants sandwiches. And it has a, like a big a big A piped on it for, for Adam. And it had taken her... Uh, it had taken her five hours and... You were really looking forward to it in your break, and you put it in the fridge, and that that got stolen. Uh, I I would have them killed. Okay. Like there's the, see the thing is there's there's what I consider like a sort of differential. So like if somebody takes some of your milk out of the fridge and uses it, that's a dick move. And if, mm. But if they do it once because their milk had run out or whatever, then mm. okay, I'd prefer it if they'd asked. But mm. it's like okay. I hate you, but whatever, I'll get over or, it. Or they might have if thought some, the milk was if, communal, because sometimes yeah, that's yeah, the I mean, setup. Th- yeah. yeah, if it's not labelled or whatever, fine. However, if somebody specifically takes something that is clearly somebody else's lunch, mm. that should be punishable by death. Like, there's no excuse for it. It's not like, oh, I thought that was my lunch, or, oh, I thought it was communal food. Like, that's, well, I went to the fridge, and I went, that's somebody else's lunch... <laughs> I want that. I'm going to steal it. What if you killed this person and then you went back to the fridge and you saw that on the shelf below was a, a cupcake with a V on it 
for um, Vanessa. And uh, she just hadn't got her glasses on and she saw what she thought was her V cupcake. It was your A cupcake. And she's I mean, dead. I would do slightly more serious verification before I murdered somebody. <laughs> I'm not going to do it on fridge. a whim. I, I would check the whole fridge in case somebody just like moved it to a different shelf. Yeah. Like, I'm not just going to kill somebody just on a whim like that. No, I mean, I, I'd be thorough. What if someone didn't... didn't uh, what if you hadn't properly date, uh, dated your cake and they thought that it had gone stale? I think we're getting beyond the realms of the original question here, Chris. I mean, you've, you've yeah, got right. to think of another question. I've got to be careful, haven't I, not to ask yeah, like at work, questions at work, for, for exa- hours At work, for example, hours. they have a clear policy, which is that basically anything that's left in the fridge after mm. 3 o'clock on a Friday gets thrown away. Yeah. Um, anything beyond that, like, doesn't get thrown away. Because yes. it's, you know... Most stuff isn't going to go so seriously off in a week that that's a problem. Mm. All right. Okay, so we need another so question. I need. Well, I haven't asked you or Adam what music you'd listen to on the way to a, a nudie climb up Nelson's column. Um, I would. Oh, that's a good question. Um. I would go and find the clearly inevitably existing Spotify playlist designed for people about to climb naked up Nelson's column. Yeah, no, that's called like music to climb Nelson's column naked too. That's a very good answer. Mm. Yeah, that's real time saving. Too good because we know that 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 playlist exists. Yeah. If not, someone will create it the moment we can be asked to um, actually publish this episode. Yeah. Okay. So Dan. What's your yep. favourite zoo animal and why? I'm going to say it is the seals because they look like they're having a tremendous, tremendously fun time. Uh, yeah, okay. And they look all kind of slippery and slidey, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they do often look like they're having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Adam, same question. Otters. Oh. You've gone for very aquatic um, animals, both of well, you. Well, I mean, otters are semi-aquatic, but they're mammals. Like, they, they you know, they, they, some of them, the sea otters particularly, spend a lot of time in the sea, but a lot of them spend more time on land than they do in the water. Mm. Okay, um, well, so so why why otters then? Just because they're fantastically entertaining to watch. Yeah. Okay. They're just, I, I would happily have taken otters as a, a second... Like you can just sit and watch them for hours while they just fuck about. It's great. Mm. My answer is guinea pig. Okay. Why because pig? they um, it's such a surprise when you go to a zoo, and there's lions and tigers and uh, elephants, and then you go around the corner and they've got guinea like pigs. a big cage of guinea pigs, and you think, oh, how are these? Why are these things in a zoo? And yeah, um. They're they're not they're not up themselves guinea pigs they're uh, you know they 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 they're very they're very down to earth animals yeah mm. you you they're generally up for people feeding them feeding them something reaching over I mean I think most animals are up for being fed you're just not allowed to normally yeah yeah because yeah, of the 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 death that comes mm. from when you try and give like a, a lion cake yeah death. yeah I think I think they're they're the the best. And I really like that song, Guinea Pig Bridge. Um, all, that yeah. brings me so much joy. 
I'd like to go to a Japanese zoo because I think they properly revere the guinea pig. Um, that's one of their great cultural things. Less so the whale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. We'll just just skim over that. Or anything with tentacles. Okay. Oh dear, mm. oh dear. Oh dear. Um, any more interview questions? Mm. I'll take no. that as a no. I don't think so. Okay. My um, interviewing needs. Here is a good interview-related question. This will actually be very useful for um, Alistair from Nottingham, won't it? Because he's going to interviews. Is he? Yeah. So he can listen back, and when we ask questions, he Mm. can pause, and he can think what his answer would be, and write it down, and see if um, that's the answer, you know, one of the right answers. Yeah. I don't know how he'd do... Well, I could put this at the beginning so he knows that that's the instruction. It's a good plan, isn't it? Yeah. Our, our interview technique special. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So here is a good question. Um, at the end of interviews, when they say, do you have any questions for us? Mm-hmm. Oh, I um, hate that so much. Yeah. Because I mean, you know it's like, if, if, they've, if they've conducted a good interview, then the answer should be no, because you've already answered any questions that I would have raised about the job because that's what you're there to do is to both interview me but also to make sure that I'm informed about what the actual job is but if they've done a shit interview then you don't want to ask them like really basic questions because it makes you like an idiot even though it's their failing hmm. yeah I I mean the obvious one to go with is either are either of you three sex cases <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, but assuming I mean, that, that you have some basic diplomatic skills, um, I don't know because I feel like there's this obligation that you should ask something to show that you've basically been paying attention. I haven't dozed off. Or but if you've been paying attention, then you should like what what question are you asking that's related to you well, paying attention? It's, it's normally something I, I like to ask something prosaic, like, "Are oh, there changing facilities so that I can bike to work?" Um, or something oh, like that. that makes you seem um, exactly. athletic. Well, not necessarily athletic, but like I'm, I'm already thinking of the practicalities of how I'm going to get into this amazing job that I'm going to love. Mm. I um, normally ask about training opportunities because it makes me yeah. seem like I'm interested in um, the job I do and getting better at it. Yeah, it the, <laughs> the, prob- the problem I've got is that as as a contractor, like the training stuff, that kind of stuff is irrelevant because of course they're not going to offer me training because yeah. they know I'm going to piss off in three months' time and they're not going to see me again so they're not going to invest any money in me. That would just be stupid. Yeah. Um, and they also know that I'm unlikely to cycle because I'm quite lazy um, mm. and that should be apparent as soon as I walk in the door. Hmm. Um, so I have I have a limited set of options. I can't, like, and I can't show a particular interest in the company's future or even what they do because I don't care. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's I'm not interested in what they do or where they're going or like advancement prospects or you know that kind of thing because okay i suppose the obvious question is how many of your contractors left the uh left the organization by shooting dead their um the contract manager and swearing vengeance on the whole organization 
So that's normally a fairly good sign that you do or don't want to work somewhere. Yeah, they tend to. I, I tend to find that they don't people people don't like talking about previous contractors they've had because no fair. a lot of the time they they fired them for being shit. Yeah. And they don't like to say that because that also suggests that their hiring process is. <laughs> Yes, and like well, we we interviewed we interviewed all of these people that were we had uh, doing the role prior to you, and they seemed all right. But it turns out they were criminally negligent. So, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, yes, that is one of those situations where the the comeback is almost always. Have you worked out what the common factor in all of these hirings was? Well, yes, um, it's something that's going to be interesting at work. With uh, well, we had one guy. So the the guy that I had expected to basically be picking up my workload when I leave at the end of February, mm. um, fucked off before Christmas. Nice. So um, we're now in the exci- have the exciting prospect of having to replace him, um, mm. and I don't know who's going to be involved in interviewing him for him for his role because it probably won't be me because I'm a contractor and contracting scum aren't generally allowed to do interviews but they haven't really got anyone else to do interviews because they've all left um, and then when I leave there won't be anybody to do any interviews for anything so um, so what you're saying is they're starting with a clean slate that they very much so they hire a recruitment firm <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think there has ever been a problem in human history where the correct solution has been the recruitment, firm. recruitment yeah. firm. The recruitment firm that they currently have is largely the reason that so many people are leaving. So, mm. I mean, your your nightmare scenario if you're going to hire a recruitment firm is that you find more than one and then you have to interview, interview them. them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, you're never going you're never going to win there, are you? In theory. Yeah. No. They should all be okay. able to ace the interviews. Have we got any more um, interview-based uh, discussions to hold? I don't think so. Unless any of you have ever had any particularly horrendous interviews that they, you want to share. No, all um, mundane. I've, I've, like, I've barely ever had any interviews. Other, like, these days, like, nobody even bothers to interview for most contract positions. If you're lucky, you get like a phone interview. Mm. And that's about it. When I started, you'd go in and you'd do a proper face-to-face interview. And a couple of jobs I did even had like more than one interview. But the last few roles I've done, it's just been like, have a phone call. Do you sound like a sex case? No. Okay, welcome aboard. Yeah, I mean, I thinking about this this plan that I am going to be part of an interviewing panel. Um, that's for like a permanent role. Yeah. And the interviewing process is is horrific. They have yeah, to yeah, do I know, case studies, and it's it's mm, hours yeah. and hours, and and the interview process for me. Um, as a temporary person, it was, like was basically, <laughs> yeah. Oh, are yeah. you willing to work here? Yeah, when cool, can you right. start? You think, oh, okay. They even said, oh, do you, have, have you done this before? And I said, no, I've got no experience of that at all. But I'm willing to learn. So you <laughs> see, like, oh. I, uh, I graduated my masters recently, and um, I just thought I slipped that in there. Um, and there's a couple of girls on the course who are fairly evidently smarter than me and harder working than me. Neither of these things are particularly hard, obviously. Um, but that do less fancy jobs than me. And it's very depressing coaching people through, like, the job application process. Like, she was looking at one job, which would have been fine for her. And was like, Hang on, Dan. This sounds like one of your crazy, sleazy no. schemes to ingratiate <laughs> no, yourself no. with a lady. Oh, I'll help you prepare for your interview. Nope. 
I'll come round in the evening and we can we can pretend I'm the interviewer. No, no, she comes around to me. Um, oh, no, yeah. Oh, you can, why don't you come round to my house and I'll pretend I'm the interviewer? Ooh, ooh, I've so got a bottle of wine. So how badly do you want this job? <laughs> anyway, um, yes, it was we're, fascinating we're on, to watch We're on get. to you, Daniel. We know what you're up to. Like, I, I have many, many schemes for getting laid, but that genuinely isn't one of them. Um, well, maybe it should be. Yeah, possibly. Um, but no, it's gen- it's genuinely fascinating to watch someone sort of tick sort of 14 out of 15 of the key requirements and then be like, oh, I can't apply for it, I can't do this particular thing. I'm just like, it's a fucking operating procurement system. A, no one can do it because they're all shit. B, no one cares. Um, yeah, persuading people to interview for things where they're like only 75% qualified is... Well, I mean, one of the things because I, I, we were having this conversation at work because obviously with us leaving, we're, we've been having the conversations with this, this four of us that are leaving. We're having mm. conversations with the existing staff because some of them are like, "Well, I'm going to go for your position." Yeah. It's like, "Well, you're not going to get it, um, but you could quite easily go off and get another job somewhere else because mm. you've got some of the skills that you'd need to. You've picked up here, you could go and get a be- better paying job than you're currently on somewhere else." And a lot of them, are, "Oh, well, you know, I don't think I really know enough about that to be able to do it." And it's like. That's not the attitude. The attitude should be, if you reckon you can probably pick it up within a couple mm. of weeks of starting, you go and you say, oh, yes, I have I have much experience with this. I, I, I've done yeah. this. Yeah, my last job, that was all I did. Yeah. And you just, just wing it. Like, don't lie on your CV. Mm. I never never lie on my CV. I've embellished nope. a little bit, say, you know, done a bit more, put the experiences a bit higher than I've actually done, but never outright lied and said, I've done this, that, and the other, because it's mm. trivially easy to catch you out. But you just go in, you know, yeah, pff, obviously, obviously, I've got you know a great deal yeah. of experience with this, and and you just wing it. And worst case scenario, you cock it up a bit, but most yeah. of the time, unless you catastrophically screw it up. And I mean, to be fair, in this case, Chris is probably more scoped to catastrophically screw it up than yeah I have, and probably you have. Yeah, um, no, it'd be quite hard for me to genuinely fuck anything up, which is quite nice. Yeah, um, and also, you know, there's always the, the general get, get out excuse of either. Oh well, I wasn't taught to do it that way. Well, yes, fact, oh, absolutely, which, which works very well in in both yes. IT and project management. Yes, exactly. Um, because yes. like, there's just so much flexibility in in how yes. you do things. Yeah. And to be honest, half the time the people trying to call you out for this haven't got a fucking clue either. No, exactly. It's, it it works quite well in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I did have just remembered the one the one bad interview experience I had, which wasn't like oh my god, horrifying, mm. but was not great, was one where I, I got put forward for this job, and I wasn't like 100% on it, but I was like, mm. okay, I'll give it a go, whatever, I was kind of, I was quite quite desperate for work at the point, mm. um, fairly shortly after left, I'd left university, and I went along to this interview, I managed to uh, puncture my tyre on the way there, Yeah. Um, had to change the tyre by the roadside, um, turned up, like grease all over my hands. Nice. Had to do my best to clean it off. Then went into the actual interview and discovered that the recruiter had basically totally missold me <laughs> to the role and that my skill set was totally incompatible with what they were looking for. Mm. Um, and so had like a 20 minute chat with the guy in which we basically went, no, I've no idea why I'm here either. <laughs> and then I had to drive home. <laughs> Yeah, that's, so that's... like it wasn't like interview from hell turned up and mm. like I was just wearing my pants and <laughs> everyone just like shouted abuse at me and all I this mean, kind of based, that, you know 
I, I think that's the kind of scenario that uh, that Dan should be running in his uh, yeah. his sleazy scam school. Or that that one. Why don't, the we, one prepare, like, why don't we prepare you for an interview from hell? Yeah. Mm. Well, what I understand is it's best if you. And I'm so just in my pants. Yeah. The classic, the classic, the classic, uh, you know, uh, thing for dealing with nerves. Just imagine that the the audience is naked. Well, let's let's actually do that. So yeah. I'll get naked. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm trying to feel you've given this a lot more thought than I have. Um, we're, we're just trying to get you better at um, running your schemes. We're, we're like we're like a consultancy firm, effectively. Yeah, in that we're overpriced and we don't deliver. <laughs> we're working with a very difficult client. That is true. Keeps changing in spec. Yeah. Mm, the spec is the same. The uh, uh, the requirements and the. Um, the scope are ever-changing. Well, okay, fair. Mm. Um, this is why we should have got you to sign off on a statement of work before we uh, started mm. this. Yeah, if you haven't got it in writing, then it's basically meaningless. Yeah, mm. it's why we're going to have to descend en masse to do a, yes. full, a full audit of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of your operations. Mm. Yeah. Right, well, I think, I think we've, we've probably reached I've got an, one a natural... More. I've got one more thing I'd like to talk oh, about. No. Well, of course you do, Chris. Okay, of course you do. Of course I do. People would be disappointed if I didn't. Um, uh, People not including me and Adam. No, no. You're, you're like this, Dan, because you work in a hospital, and I work in a hospital as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what, what are the toilets layout in your hospital? What do you mean? Well... In your hospital, there are toilets. Yeah. How how are they configured? Um, are they like individual cubicles? Are they? Is there like a, a a big big room with urinals and wash basins? Kind of all of the above. There's a um, yeah. There's a couple of the big ones near the various receptions, uh, and then for the most of the rest of the areas, there's like a gender-neutral toilets kicking about the wards. Just just immediately off the corridor? Yeah. Yeah, because that's kind of the setup in my hospital. Nice. And they're... Well, it's not, it's not nice, it's just what it is. Um, yes. Now, ordinarily, that would be fine, because I'd just be weeing at work. Mm. But because I have to get up very early... Um, Sometimes um, I'll try and put this in a in a subtle euphemistic way. Um, sometimes in the morning, um, you have to do a massive m- shit. Miss Mister Ploppington is uh, not ready to reveal himself until after I've got to work. So I have to do a work poo, right? Mm. Which I'm not really a fan of, but it's worse because um, if I need to do that, I go to one of these little toilets mm. further away from where my office is. Yeah. Don't smell, shit where you work. That's a very yeah. classic phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've found that they they have these little waiting rooms all dotted about mm. and that I found a nice empty waiting room and mm. toilet in the, the corner of it 
But then whilst I've been there, the waiting room has sort of filled up with people. <laughs> so how, how do you manage this, Daniel? Imagine you have to poo at work. Um, I mean, I, I go to the toilet like a normal person. Well, when you say like like a normal person would go once a day in the morning before they left for work. That's what I would do. Nah. If I didn't leave so early. No, I'm I'm fine with shitting at work. Okay. But how how do you maximize your privacy in that setting? Um my general thought process is that if I think something might be awkward for me, it's probably ten times more awkward for everyone else. And then that just makes it more incentive for me to make it more awkward. Because whatever little awkwardness I put myself through is just magnified tenfold for everyone else. So, um, honestly, if I can do a sort of farty, wet shit <laughs> noisily um, somewhere fairly public, that's great. Oh. I'd like you to take my problem seriously, Dan. <laughs> um... <laughs> Chris, come on. I come on, Chris. Come I just don't like. I don't like it. I don't like it when I do a poo because the door has got a really big, quite a big gap all the way round it. Yeah. So like, like. Well, think of it sure it's not a window, Chris. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just leaving it open. No, um, it just like I like to have like, you know, in restaurants where you they need two doors between. Um, yes. Between an eating area and a toilet. Mm. I think that should be the rule for... for all cubicles. <laughs> for, yes. <laughs> okay, Chris, I'd like you to think about it this way. Um, it's a toilet in a hospital, so yeah. lots of old people with intestinal diseases have also been shitting in that very toilet that you're using. Yeah, that's fine, but I, I don't like oh, okay. it if I... I, um, I, I... I go on a little adventure, little explore, and I find a nice, quiet toilet and I think mm. that's fine. There's no one nearby. And I go in and I start having a toilet. Mm. And then people arrive in the waiting room and they're right outside. And they are not mm. in the the toilet zone. Their their vibe is waiting for to see a, a I don't know, an audiologist. Yeah. They're, they're waiting to see an... Uh, health visitor or something, right? Um, mm. But they're kind of, but they're in the toilet zone because because there's no double door. The whole hospital is effectively How, like. What are you doing in there, Chris? Zone. That requires a two door, two door buffer. Yeah, I'm I just, mean, I'm just very, I'm just very sensitive to this. I don't like it. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, Chris. The, the only. The only solution is to harden the fuck up. Um, I I like like I like it when there is a big washroom. So you go in a door and then and then there's urinals and um, taps and things and then mm. some cubicles, right? Because yeah. anybody that's in there, they're they're in the toilet zone and they knew. They knew what they were, what they were getting into. into. And they're, they're happy. They accept that, that things are going to go on near them just with one door between them and pooing. And they know that's fine. But but and if you just have a single door, 
and to onto a waiting room, then those people they have no idea what's waiting for them. Yeah, they 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 it's not right, Dan. It's not right. You need to do something about this. You I mean, work even for if we were inclined to do something about this, um, the fact that it's a problem for you disinclines me to do anything about it. I think the solution is like um, like a porch. Wherever they have a single toilet by itself, they need to build like a toilet porch onto it. That would so be that, a trip hazard. Yeah, but better that than... Now, I, I know what we need to do, Chris. Um, you know, there's only there's only one solution that's truly going to help you. Um, have you seen, like, The Expanse or anything like that? No. Okay. Um, so basically what they have is, like, a portable airlock, which is, um, like, a folded-up plastic sheet, basically, with really sticky edges. And so you can sort of stick it to the walls um, to make a sort of sealed barrier. Uh, and then there's a zip in it so you can get in and out. So you need to carry one of them around. So you can do your double dooring in any kind of toileting situation at all. Um, and then you'll feel better because you won't be able to hear or anything. Uh, and there'll be two barriers between uh, your shitting self and the normals. I think it's more the the I think it's more that the people that are waiting outside mm. um, they they know how long you've been in there because what else have they got to do? They're waiting for, they're waiting for their dentist or something, in mm. waiting area two, and they see you go into the toilet, and you're you're their form of entertainment there. Whereas if you'd gone off to a, a separate toilet zone, well, where there aren't perhaps then what outside. you need, Chris, is you need a toilet with multiple exits. Oh, I like that. So a you can lot. go in in one door. <laughs> And then you have another door that's like on the other side that exits onto a different corridor. Adam, you're thinking that's... about a window. No, no, that's no, no, that an actual door. So genius. It adds, you know, it, like it I don't know if you've so seen in like in some it? some like uh, sports stadiums and stuff, they do mm. this. Yeah, they have true. like an in and an out to yeah. mm. trap. But you, instead of ha- they usually they're on the same side, the but toilets. you have them on. <laughs> You have Sorry, them on opposite Chris. sides to different mm. corridors, yeah. and then that way, anybody that sees you go in. He's unlikely to see you go out from the side because there's no... Yeah, but again, I counter with the fact that I enjoy making Chris suffer. No, that's fine, and I'm all for it, Mm. but I'm just thinking of potential solutions. I mean, it hasn't been an issue now for about three or four weeks. Oh my god, well, okay, that was Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, that that interrupted... I mean, the, the other solution, Chris, is to just dose yourself up with something so you don't have to ship for a day. Yeah, I suppose. But that, that you can't do that every day. You can, because you then just take something else to blow it all out in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your plan. I mean, it's a damn sight more practical than your bang extra doors in toilets plan. Well, I mean, obviously mine is more of a long-term infrastructural solution <laughs> than yeah. some kind of catastrophic chemical-based project. <laughs> the, the chemicals are available over the counter... They're very safe if taken correctly. Uh, okay. Well, I um, I or prefer Adams. The... I prefer Adams' suggestion. However, I do recognise that Chris, there's corks. Do recognise that Adams' solution has got a much higher a cost associated with it. Mm. Um, so therefore, I think that that Dan's solution wins. 
yeah. based on based on the practicalities of the matter. Yeah. Well, I mean that's fair enough, and I'm willing to accept defeat on this. But longer yeah. term, I feel like you know mine is a definitely a goer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll feel slightly guilty when Chris comes down with massive hemorrhoids, but um, I mean, I, I mean, I need, I do need a, a stopgap solution whilst whilst we have these major building works done. So yeah. that's fair enough. I've got one more question about um, toilets in hospitals, Dan. Mm-hmm. Do you ever find that they uh, sometimes smell very strongly of leg ulcers, and isn't that horrible? Um, I don't know what leg ulcers smell like, so... Um, you don't... Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm aware of generic little, hospital smells. Little but... Lord Fauntleroy not going around smelling leg ulcers in the hospital. Well, no. Um... You should, um... You should find a nurse. <laughs> this, 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 Daniel, is not a scheme which would increase your chances with the ladies. Um, <laughs> you should find a nurse and say you want to smell a leg ulcer. <laughs> well, I like to think that the hospitals I've worked in are good enough at dressing leg ulcers that you can't really smell them that much. I think maybe one of the things that happens in my hospital is um, a leg ulcer clinic where they might um, unwrap oh, no, I, them I, I and look at them and then put new ones back on. Yeah, then... well, I, I used to work right next to our um, diabetic ward, so, um, yeah, I'm surprised. Or maybe just everything smelled of sugar. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Mm. Or it's possible, I just don't know what leg ulcer smells, smells like. You just know it's a nasty smell. Generic hospital smell. I'd really like to get you a scratch and sniff book that would have have that in. I'll pass, thanks. Because I I feel like you're missing out on one of life's... It's not a great experience, but it's it's something you should know. You Mm. should know what leg ulcers smell like. I mean, I'm going to say you're all right, thanks. Hmm... Okay, well, we'll work on it. Mm. Maybe that's something to do when we visit, is to break into a hospital, go around yeah. smelling uh, legs of with ulcers on. Yeah. Okay. I'll file that under maybe. You, you put that down as a maybe. Yeah. It's a shame. Um, it's a shame Graham isn't here because he loves to hear about how I work in a hospital, and uh, he, he he fully accepts that this is true. Mm. Okay, are we done now? Yes. Okay, yeah, I've, I've done my to... I've done my my one extra thing. Excellent, excellent. Uh, that's great. So the uh, who's who's editing this, by the way? Well, I'm willing to add this to my to do list. Your back cool. your backlog. Yeah, okay. I'll add it to cool. my to do list, of course. Just think, Chris, if you t- take up my solution, you could be backed up in two ways. <laughs> uh, well done, Daniel. I like that. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 